<laughs> Welcome to Sam and Maggie Hakeley. This is a take two. Uh, well, you we did you record nearly them. a minute. Well, we record nearly a minute of podcast. Um, so if this sounds a little rehearsed, um, <laughs> you, that's why I didn't have my microphone on. And let me tell you, I was looking right at the waveforms um, and then being like, oh, wait, I'm talking. Why is why are they flat? <laughs> Maggie, really pulling back uh, the curtain here. Um, yeah. yeah uh, so I'm having a good morning in general, I would say. Yeah. So just to recap for our listeners. Um, we're, no, we watched... no recap necessary. We watched an episode of Glee this week. It's the wedding episode. It's the Valentine's Day episode. It's timely because this is going to be coming out around Valentine's Day. You're welcome, lovebirds. And uh, <laughs> it was... Written by Ian Brennan and directed by Brad Falchuk. Surely with Ryan Murphy pulling their strings like a big puppet master. And uh, Sam, what were the stats? Yeah, so just to clarify, it is season four, episode 14. I do. Um, But it originally aired on February 14th, 2013, which is Valentine's Day. Um, And it had 5.13 million viewers, which is down from last week's 6.03 million. Um, Which seems fitting because last week was diva and this episode is by no means bad but i think last week was better than this one so i i really don't agree because in this week's episode you know it's not just dialogue the whole time and it's also not just like good music because the music <laughs> is like okay exactly that's that's my big sticking point is last week's music was just like m- miles better i think than yeah this, it was this week's it was pretty much fire truck after fire truck, and then this one is just kind of like, meh. Well, yeah, they needed something there. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, l- let's let's get into it because I think we're both pretty excited to to get yeah, into this. Yeah, so there's no recap for the episode, but to set the stage, uh, Emma and Will have been planning on getting married for a long time. I thought it was going to happen November around Thanksgiving because that's when the Glee people were all going to be back, but it isn't because that's when Will went to Washington. Um, yeah. Washington to do all of his very vague arts um championing. Yes. Uh, and Emma's been planning this wedding all by herself even though Will knows that this is like making her rather um like anxious he doesn't seem to give a shit and um well maggie just lets her do it all maggie so. there is in this episode we are told that will is in charge of the entertainment at the reception so he's pulling his weight um what a small <laughs> insignificant thing and it was so obviously gonna be the glee club from the very beginning because will has no friends and no interests other than the teens that he teaches yeah um so yeah but l- let's let's jump in here at the valentin li uh, v- valent lima bean um, that was bad it's the lima bean <laughs> but it has some heart decorations <laughs> on it uh rachel and finn are talking about brody because finn is they're having a little coffee clutch yeah finn gets immediately defensive about how rachel is sleeping with brody um yeah well he's like he's like oh i thought you would bring your big meaty boyfriend with you the guy who's living in your apartment and um and uh rachel's just like oh yeah he thought it'd be weird to go to a stranger's wedding and at this point i'm like isn't that the point of like dates like what are <laughs> um anyway um 
Finn confesses what he has done immediately. If you do not recall, he kissed Emma on the mouth. While, regular, um, while she uh, was having a panic attack. Like, yeah. What did she, she like reference Pearl Harbor when she was talking about like that first time Will kissed her? Yes. Uh, I'd say this is pretty, like maybe worse than that. Uh, yeah. But I don't want to reference some sort of horrible wartime tragedy. So fair enough. I, yeah. I was, I was going to say you could probably relate some things from a similar time period. Um, but like, <laughs> I would rather not. Um, but yeah, so Rachel confirms that Mr. Shu does not know about the kiss. Um, yeah. And Finn says, well, loudly, he kind of yells it. I'm the worst person in the world, which is probably the truest thing he's ever said. Um, yeah, and Rachel tries to dissuade him from this, but she also um, like brings it around back to Rachel because yes. that's sort of her move, uh, <laughs> where she's like, "I get it, Finn. You're lonely, and I'm living with Brody. Of course, you're gonna make bad decisions." <laughs> well, and the best part is that Finn shuts this down immediately, which is like good because like people need to tell Rachel to stop making it about herself but she's actually (laughs) right in this case because that is what spurred Finn to like yeah grasp at straws so the 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 Facebook status change did sort of set him off yes uh and um Rachel just tells him to lie Yep. (laughs) She's, she's like you just need to not say anything because you need to be a good best man and you don't need to ruin this wedding okay yep (laughs) yeah it's oh my god i just i think uh finn racked with guilt um and very self-centeredly goes to emma's office to confront her about what he has done yes um yeah i wrote down emma has to console finn for being trash because that's how finn's (laughs) storyline works and one of the reasons i really dislike this episode is that it's Way, we're just back to like Finn being a terrible person and forcing everyone else to have to deal with it. Like, like, well, yeah, but it's not like people don't put up with it. Um, at least Emma doesn't. Sure. She's like, sorry, I don't have a pamphlet for you, but it would say get over it. <laughs> uh, yes. And Emma is clearly very stressed out, uh, mm. trying to get stuff done. And then Will enters from nowhere and is clueless and terrible at the same time. Yeah. Well, yeah, he he pointedly puts Glee Club before helping Emma. Like, <laughs> like nice. the show makes it very obvious how we're supposed to feel, which he also yeah. kisses Emma and like it's weird. It's weird. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, cuz the one of the big things here too is that Emma is talking to Finn. She's like, "You're forcing me to lie to my husband before we even get married." So like, thanks for that. Um <laughs> Man, this is just, like, terrible. All of this is just awful. Um, Yeah, uh, and I don't know. Will's sort of, like, freewheeling spirit is not... I'm not about it. No. Um, Because he's obviously just like, this is great. I'm so happy to be married to you. And Emma's like, we have 4,000 guests and nowhere for them to stay. Like, that sort of vibe. (laughs) Exactly. It's it's really bad. Yeah. So we move to the choir room. Um, Shu confirms that he's back to stay, which is a real downer. Um, and then he decides to make the lesson wedding because, as I said earlier, he's handling the entertainment at the reception to help out well, with the he, wedding planning. Yeah, he wants to take some of the burden off of Emma's back. Oh, my God. That's, like, what he says. Okay. Well, 
Uh, and everyone's pretty excited, it seems. There's also a, a bout of Asian bird flu, yeah. which is an excuse for certain characters to not be here. Uh, from what uh, I can tell, it's specifically yeah. Unique and Kitty, right? Also Joe. Oh, yep, yep. Okay. That's really yep. sad. I want all three of those characters here. I know, right? Also, Sugar is not there. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Man, A this whole sucks. mess of people. And... He's like, hey, Finn, instead of doing a best man speech, I want you to sing. And Finn's just like, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a little bit where Tina, like, Will is like, oh. <laughs> Will is like, yeah, I'm so excited to have you all. And Tina's like, you're going to have your glee club do the reception. That's so. And then Blaine cuts her off and is like, awesome. It's great, <laughs> Tina. <laughs> uh, and. At this, there's also another Tina moment where when Agent Bird Flu gets mentioned, yeah. she's like, it's not me. Well, when like people look at her. And it's like, look, come on. Jake gives her like come a on. look. And it's just like, man, that's so low hanging and terrible. Like, why would you do that? Um, it really is. It's not good. <laughs> um, so let's let's move to the next scene. Um, Emma is preparing Artie for his seating arrangement where she's going to sit him next to Betty. I think is this scene is bizarre. <laughs> Emma is cleaning Artie's locker. Yes. What? Well, she's very stressed and... out, Maggie. But why does that translate to this? I don't. I mean, it's because I. I what's weird about it is she's trying to prepare Artie for this, and later I think we find out why she is so like anxious about this. But like, her reasoning seems to be that her niece has very large boobies. So she wants to prepare Artie Gross. for that. Um. <laughs> Gross and weird. What? <laughs> How horrible. Uh, this scene is just bizarre. Like there's no setup to why Emma would be cleaning Artie's locker. And Artie's just like fine with it. Like he, she's like puts his books on his lap and he's like, thanks. Well, she, like, she does what? say it's flu season and your locker is disgusting, but like, but also like, how did these characters get here? <laughs> Maggie, that's a question we can't ask because if we what do, we'll never get What happens after this here. conversation? Like, where do they go? That's, see, that's my favorite thing to ask about Glee scenes is what happens after this? Because, like, there's no way that this <laughs> actually resolves, right? Um, but, yeah. So, next, Marley. Th this is a hallway scene, of course. So, we move to Marley and Jake at Jake's locker. Marley gives him some handmade cufflinks for Valentine's Day a little early. They're cute. Yeah. They say JP on them and they're made out of like a, a keyboard from a typewriter. Yes. That's oh, it's Marley. so good. Little uh. DIY soul right there. <laughs> and uh and Jake's like, "Oh, just wait. I'm going to I have to wait to give you your gift, but it's going to be good." Yeah. <laughs> and uh then Marley like flounces off to go to Spanish and Ryder comes up and he's like, you don't have a gift, do you? You're a total mess. And Jake's like, oh, yeah, I really don't. But I have been brainstorming with Puck. We get a little um, interstitial of Puck and Jake at the lima bean. Puck is looking like very much, um, I don't know, sort of a, 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 a beatnik. I don't know. He's got a soul patch now. Um, I, I made a note that Puck's outfit is like his closet is like, deteriorating rapidly he just has so many layers and it's yeah. just yeah i don't know I don't um know. yeah i'm so puck i don't know he had a like a spiritual soul patch for a little while there <laughs> now he's got a for real one on the plus side uh, he doesn't really have a big part in this episode besides this gross bit where he tells 
Jake to feed Marley and then make her wear lingerie for him. Like he's also at uh at the wedding, yes. but he doesn't really talk there, exactly. which is great. Yeah. Uh yeah, I don't know about Puck, honestly. When they're talking about him back at McKinley, um, writers like, Why would you trust him? He's a creep and he's dating a sophomore? Like it's um, So Kitty apparently is a sophomore and he's dating her. Like, it's well, not a crime. The Glee babies are all sophomores. Right. I'm pretty sure. L- like, it's not a crime, though, is the big thing. Like, <laughs> mm. Like, it's not a terrible crime. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> okay, so Ryder is going to play the Cyrano yes. to Jake's uh, incompetent buffoon. Yes, and instead of having a Valentine's Day, they're going to have a Valentine's Week. Um, yeah, because Ryder would be much better at dating Marley, uh, but she's not really interested in that. So yes, um, yeah. So we move to the next scene. Um, Rachel arrives to the auditorium late because she was getting a spray tan. So that explains why they all are such Confirmed. tanner now. Yeah. <laughs> um, Confirmed. New York made Rachel tanner because of spray tan. Yes. And uh, then. Oh, yeah, I have Rachel spray tan made her late, obviously. That's <laughs> pretty much the most important part of the scene. Uh, and they're trying to rehearse the duet that they're going to do for well uh, the the wedding. Th- this is where we establish guess, it's a duet. Cause f- yeah, Rachel yeah. was just going to help him at first. Yeah. And uh, Finn, she's like, Finn, you do look cute right now. And Finn's like, you know, I have been dieting. But <sighs> I... Okay. I sort of enjoyed these little interactions. They weren't too heinous. Maybe it's just because it's been so long since we've seen them. I I have some real issues here because I feel like Finn is such a douche in all of these little interactions. Because like in this, that's what Rachel wants from him. I know, but like I hate Finn already. I don't need him to be a douche mm-hmm. on top of it. Because like, oh, sure. There's a bit where like Rachel's like, "Well, we can do a duet," and Finn's like, "Do you think you can handle that? We have some pretty." dangerous musical chemistry and i'm like what the fuck <laughs> like get out of here you're so gross finn is trying l- listen finn's trying to seduce her you just don't like straight men tactics i mean i don't either but like that's what it is <laughs> it is gross um but yeah so they're gonna do do a duet rather than finn soloing because his but also they're gonna do it probably, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um but yeah so then we move to the next scene I just want to clap. Like, let's just take a second to chat about the setup of this scene. So, sure. they're supposedly in Mr. Shoe's history class, but he's giving yeah, he's them, talking about eagles. Yeah, he's giving them a biology lesson about bald eagles, which I I put a note that I'm like, I guess it's. I said it's not really history, but I guess it could be soon because they are endangered. So, it, it maybe it's because it's like. America's bird. I think that's the that's the context, but it's stupid. Um. Also, they say um, they mention eagles in the song, which right. is why Will is doing the lesson about them. Definitely, uh, history class seems odd in general. I don't know how good Will is at teaching it. Whatever. Yeah, he's also been gone for months. Right. So, so his. First lesson back is a biology lesson. Um, so, Weird. So, uh, yeah. Ryder is obviously a very good friend here. Yes. Uh, he uh, really bolsters up Jake, who enters into the classroom to do a song. Uh, it, 
there is a they're all wearing red tuxedos yes how does Ryder go from like normal clothes to that he doesn't because he's got a jacket on but you still see his bright red tux pants along with his bright red shoes like he wasn't <laughs> fooling anyone I don't understand <laughs> Like, but, uh, yeah, they... Ryder, Ryder, Jake, uh, Artie, Sam. Yes. Is that the crew? Yep. Uh, they, it's a cute number. They sing, You're All I Need to Get By. Yep. Because it's one of Marley's favorites, I guess. Marley also does, like, a majority of the singing as well. Which is weird for a Valentine's (laughs) Day gift. Like... Typically, when you serenade someone, they don't sing the majority of the vocals. But, like... No. (laughs) But it's fine. Yes. Also, the history room has spotlights? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All of this is just bizarre. The class just, like, sits there and watches this. Like, I'd be like... They clap at the end. (laughs) I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, can I leave? Like, this is obviously not history class. Um, It's like, this isn't for me. Like, I... (laughs) Uh, and we get multiple shots of sad boy writer yes. just like looking longingly at these two um, singing at each other. And he's like, oh, oh. I mean, that's kind of just writer's expression this entire episode is sad boy writer. Yeah, Ryder. it is. So. Honestly, like Marley should just date both of them. Yes. She's sort of doing that right now anyway. Yes. <laughs> so. Yes. Whatever. Um, the yeah. next scene is Santa. We're at the Wemma wedding. It started. Yes, we're here. It is now. <laughs> yes. Uh, Santana and Quinn are sitting in the pews together because they came to this wedding together. Yes. Amazing. I love it. Um, Santana like rants about breeders and how Valentine's Day is garbage. Uh, Quinn hates men now. Yes. Which is great. Well, yeah. <laughs> my favorite part, like. Quinn hates men, and she says that they're all pigs, except maybe Mr. Schuster, who is obviously a pig, and Al Roker, which Santana later in the scene is like, he's disgusting. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, we can, yeah, it's just, I don't know. The breeder rant is amazing, though. Yes. <laughs> Where Santana's just like, this is all a lie made up by breeders. Ew, gross. Well, um, to be fair, it starts yeah. because Sam and Brittany, like, wave at her. And she has to, like, wave back. And so, it like, <laughs> yeah, like, all of this is Yeah, great. Santana is just upset. She's pissed off, which that is definitely the way to go to your choir teacher's wedding, I think. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, former choir teacher, excuse me. Then Artie meets Emma's niece. Yes. Her name is Betty. Yep. Uh, and she's in a wheelchair. The actress actually is in a wheelchair also. Okay. So Nice. A a single non-ableist casting. Nice. That that makes it a little better for me cuz they do make some jokes where I was like if they're not both in actual wheelchairs, then we got some real concerning I mean, Artie things. isn't. I know he isn't. So what? But like I <laughs> So I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Anyway, she's she rejects him like out of hand, being like, yeah, uh, no. Because he comes up to her and he's like, oh, so this is why Emma wanted us to meet. And yep. Betty's just like, yeah, I don't date losers in chairs. Yeah. I think it's um, that phrase is not awesome, but she's just, I th- 
the general spirit is that she doesn't date losers. Yes. No matter what. Which, uh, yeah. Because she's like the captain of her cheerleading team or something. She's blonde and she has big tits. There is a well, point where she okay. ropes herself. Okay, but let's talk about that. Because she's wearing a dress that is very concealing. Like, you can't see her mm. tits at all. And she's like... They look normal. Like, she's like, I've got this going on. And I was like, what? What do you have going... It's like when they were, like, Captain Bulge for Finn, and he has, like, no visible bulge on his, like, pants. It's just like, Glee, if you want to make sex jokes, you do actually have to put out a little bit. Like, you can't... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, are we just sort of being horn dogs? Do we need, like, the comically large breasts for this joke to work? Like... (laughs) No, I guess not. But like, I just, I feel like if they're playing it up with Emma being like, she's got very large boobies, then like, well, they're, they're, they're obviously sizable. Like you can see them. I I feel like you can't. Do you want like a a lot of cleavage? Like what's your, no, it's just, I guess for, what do you need? I guess for me, like, I'm not very good at distinguishing the size of boobs. Um, oh, sure. Especially when the dress, like, <laughs> covers the whole chest area. And she's wearing, like, a stole, too. Like, there just is, yeah. it just feels very the, flat. Like, I don't the, know. F- you mean the joke feels flat? Because she isn't. I Both, to me, <laughs> visually. Like. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, sure. Uh... Yeah, this Artie Betty stuff. I don't really have much notes for them at all. Every time they had a scene, I just wrote Artie and Betty <laughs> down on down on my notes because fair enough. Um, the real content of it is, it's. I mean, it's not great. It's not heinous, but it's really not. Yeah, noteworthy. And Jake and Ryder are both dating Marley uh, <laughs> because they enter with Marley and sit in the same pew. Um, when I what is it like? Oh, Marley says something and the Jake is like, oh, here's your gift or something no, along those lines. There, what is it? There's flowers in the pew already. Um, oh, and yes. Marley picks them up and she's like, oh, peonies, the queen of flowers. They're my favorite. How, how did you know I love them, Jake? And Ryder's like, oh, well, he heard you talk about them in the choir room once. Isn't, <laughs> like, that, isn't that right, Jake? And Jake's like, yes. Yes, it yes, is. Why, yes, it is, Marley. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So oh, these 15-year-olds. And then Clayne are doing some Prius groping. Yes. Yeah, so... um, <laughs> They're making out hardcore in the back of uh one of their cars. It's a Prius. Yes. Um, I put down they grope like blind chimps. I don't know if that's a bad thing to say, but, like, man, it's just... The, the weirdest part is that Kurt is, like... <laughs> We're not together, though. This doesn't mean we're together. And Blaine's like, yeah, it's just bros helping bros. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Kurt's just like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, This is like some gay culture ass shit right here. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm about it. (laughs) Hooking up at your (laughs) choir teacher's wedding in the back of a Prius. (laughs) Yeah. Well, especially because Blaine is also like, your fey bow tie turns me on. And it's just like, what? (laughs) What? <laughs> but yeah, so and and Kurt, well, Kurt tells him yeah. like after he says the bros line, Kurt's like, "Oh, I love it when you talk fratty." Oh. And it's just like, what? No, <laughs> what uh. is this? Uh, and then Mercedes like taps on the window, and Kurt's like, "If that's Tina, one more time." <laughs> 
Um, But it turns out it's Mercedes trying to get them out of the car because she needs gay arm candy. Yes. Um, She also, it's fun is like, once they get out of the car and they're all walking towards the church, she is like, this is like, like terribly blasphemous so let's just get into the church and get this over with like but she's also she also says this outfit needs an audience yes which is great yes um i and i don't want to get blue here but kurt is like covering a boner with his jacket oh (laughs) it's obvious yeah okay um now we're gonna go to i guess the pre-wedding suite wherever where wherever women go before <laughs> weddings on TV, yes, you know, yeah, with the mirrors, uh, the, the trifold mirrors to help them look. Yes, at their dress. yes, yes, yes. And usually the bridesmaids are there, but Emma's aren't uh, well, the, because does she have who is here? She does, okay, because they're definitely there. Okay, yeah, uh, you're right. They're there at the and at the actual ceremony. There are some women there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, um, uh, Sue arrives. Yes, she is wearing an exact replica of Emma's wedding dress. <laughs> Which is honestly like, well, the the best part diabolical. Uh, yeah, the best part is Sue reveals that she did it because she's doing it to get back at Shu, which really just reinforces the fact that like everything about Emma's wedding is getting fucked up because of Shu, like because of Will. Yeah, yes, like absolutely <laughs> because of Will's terrible nineteen-year-old best friend who kissed her. Yes, because of Will's terrible long-running grudge with a colleague. Yep. of theirs. <laughs> And because of Will's complete lack of care uh, for Emma's, like, general panic over planning this wedding. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. In theme with that, Emma has a panic attack. And instead of consoling her, Sue just drops some truth bombs about how terrible Will is. Which, she's not wrong. Like, (laughs) like... Can we just say that someone has to do it? You know? I mean, if they're going to make Sue do it, fine. Like... To be fair, she also says some stuff. She's like, she calls Emma like a hollow pelvis bird person or something, which isn't like yeah, particularly and there's great. Like, but the, the camera like pans up from her pelvis to her face at that line. <laughs> oh God, odd. Uh, we, then we get into the song. Yes, that accompanies this um, panic attack and scene in general. Will is schmoozing in the church. He's like shaking hands with people. We should say that, like, Emma's white supremacist family is here, but we don't see them. Yeah. Uh, it's just gaslighted. Because yeah. <laughs> Santana, back in her scene, is like, wow, it's like a fucking redhead convention in here or something like that. Yeah. Oh, God. I, I, I miss that. Fuck. God damn it, Glee. That is, it's terrible. That is a thing that happens, even though we don't see any of them. Right. Um, okay yeah uh so will is schmoozing shaking hands and begins the opening part of the song getting married today which is originally from company yes um it's heavily edited though to make it you know with the right names and all that stuff because yes uh will has this like lilting slow part that's like kind of i don't know just melodic um but then it cuts to emma um singing very fast yes very quickly yes uh, about how she's not getting married today. Uh, yes. And then we get a Mercedes interlude where she's just sort of doing some operatic yes. bits yep. in the middle. Uh, and we get some more Fast Emma, some more Slow Will. It's all great. I 
I loved it, honestly. I I actually really like it when Glee sort of does these like incorporated songs to the story because it's much more like musical. Yes. Um, yeah. Rather than here's a performance where everyone sits and watches. Like uh, it's yeah. actual storytelling. Amazing. Yeah. Um. So I mean. The big part about it is Emma gets cold feet and decides she's yes. not getting married. Um, Sue seems to notice when Emma is singing very fast, which is kind of weird. Um, but yeah. so for the most part, the cinematography here, they either like switch back and forth between the two scenes or they have a split screen. But there's one yes. scene where Emma is like running down this like church, like, I don't know, courtyard area. And yeah. Will's huge face is just superimposed on the right <laughs> side of the screen. And it's I love that so shit. Hell weird. Yes. <laughs> I love it. It's so hokey and stupid. It's the best. Um I, I don't so Emma gets in a cab and drives away at the end. Yeah. I don't know if they're trying to like reference the graduate, but it definitely sort of feels that way. Like the very last scene, you know, when like She's on that bus with the huge wedding gown because of, like, the shape of Emma's dress, I guess. I don't know if that's, like, a direct reference, but it definitely feels that way. I mean, it's a runaway bride story, so. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I feel like it's just kind of a classic TV trope of I think the runaway right. bride getting in a taxi and, like, crying. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, so then we go back to the church where Will is excited because... He's getting married today. Yes. And uh, we get some panning shots of like the whole ceremony. So we do see Emma's bridesmaids. We see Finn standing behind Will and uh, Mercedes singing all this jazz. And then Sue walks down the aisle. The doors open and it's Sue in Emma's wedding dress walking down the aisle with a huge bouquet. Don't know why she decided to choose the boat, like carry it, but she did. Um, (laughs) And, and she's like uh, walking down the aisle. Brittany's excited. She takes a photo. Yes. And she like mouths. <laughs> and... She's like, you're so pretty or something like that. Like, it's very good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then when she gets to the end, Will's like, what the fuck is going on? And Sue's like, I'm trying to make this not a complete disaster. <laughs> and it's like, what? <laughs> uh, then she <laughs> then she tells Will that Emma has left the building. Yes. We get like a close up of Sue's lips. Yes. And she says this. <laughs> yes um yeah and will uh panics yeah um i i have a note it's it's mostly because this also comes up again later but apparently sue's new theme music is um bizet's habanera from carmen Mm -hmm. um which is that makes sense like a really like I, I, the problem is it's immediately left my head so i can't like sing it but like if you've heard it you would recognize it and it's so good. Like, it just undergirds all of Sue's scenes so well. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I just love it. I spent, like, I spent like five minutes looking it up to, like, figure out exactly what it was. So <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. We cut to commercial. And the next scene is Finn and Will having a little chat about how um, Will's a shithead, yes. pretty much. <laughs> Finn doesn't admit. Um, anything nope in fact he, <laughs> uh, he makes it like he's probing will to try to figure out if emma told him honestly like <laughs> yeah that does definitely seem the vibe and will's just like i left her to plan this all by herself and i went to washington very selfishly i'm a i'm a selfish shithead and finn's just like <laughs> yeah 
Thank God. You you should go find her, you know? <laughs> yeah. And uh, then Santana interrupts, and she's like, listen, I'm here because everyone decided I'm the least emotional and can break the worst news. Uh, do you want to have this party or not? Yes. <laughs> um, because apparently uh, Emma's parents paid for the entire reception, so they would like it to still happen. And also Santana mentions that they seem pretty happy about how things turned out, which is... Ooh, a little rude, but uh, that's that, yeah, that sucks, uh, especially for Emma. Yeah, uh, but Will uh, says sure, and he's off to find Emma. Yeah, he he leaves. Um, and we also get like we got some hints about this, I guess, leading up, but it's confirmed right here that it's Valentine's Day. This wedding happened yeah. on Valentine's Day, which I put for fun irony, because like. <laughs> of, course, of course of course which it has to be the the day of com- it's like the commercial love fest yes when love has to die yes hell yeah uh, well i mean love really doesn't die lots lots of love a lot is, of love yeah um but <laughs> uh yeah santana and quinn yeah. are like went to this wedding together so they're at the reception hanging out together um, cause Santana needs someone to, I don't know, rant to whenever she sees Sam and Brittany having a good time. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> so she and Quinn go to the bar, present their IDs, which are both fake and, yes. <laughs> uh, start to drink. They're just going to get wasted. I mean, that is an age old wedding tradition. I, th- I think. Yes. Yeah. Get wasted. Uh, and Flirt. dance a lot and uh, seduce uh, your high school rival. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. Because uh, Santana and Quinn are very flirty. Yes, they like, are. <laughs> intensely flirty. Yes. Um, then we move to Jake and Ryder, who are talking about Marley. Um, and Jake reveals that he's going to bone it tonight, which is gross. Yeah, he just needs uh, one last gift to seal the deal because... This wedding and romance on Valentine's Day is like nitrous. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about this. And then there's like a part where he says, uh, well, because Ryder's like, oh, I don't think she's ready. Yeah. (laughs) Because Ryder is dating Marley also. And Jake says, I think I'm in love. Which this has been like a sticking point in the past for Jarly as a couple. Is this like love bullshit? Um, they did confess to each other already. So what's this like, I think bullshit? Like, what is this? I don't know. Like, this is all super weird, mostly because it really just paints Jake in a bad light because it makes him look. Yeah, like- he does seem like sort of a ski boy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because like on top of it, not only is he like trying to get Marley into bed, but he's just been like stealing writers ideas. And, ideas and, like- without. Yeah. Well, and in this scene, it's, I don't know. Yeah, specifically the one here, this like one to seal the deal or whatever. Um, Ryder got a like cheap heart necklace that looks pretty from the mall, and gives it to Jake to give to Marley. And the big thing that I like when I was watching with Chris, Chris was like, um, "Is Jake gonna give Ryder anything? Like, like is he gonna give him any money for all <laughs> the things that he's bought for Marley, or is it just like?" Like, oh, thanks for this gift for me to give to someone mm-hmm. else. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And, um, like, Ryder is like, oh, she'll just assume you stole it. And yeah. Jake's like, I'm going to ignore those racist overtones. All right. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the three of these, like, kids, I don't really care. Right. <laughs> about anything that happens to them or any of their relationships. Maybe it's partly because they don't really have character traits other than... Being in those relationships. How they re- yeah. Yeah, how they relate to each other. I... Um, the, yeah. the one thing, I, I do, like, feel bad for Marley a little bit. I do, too. But... And, I feel bad that the show doesn't really give Marley a voice at all. Yeah. Uh, even the later, like, I don't want to, like, ruin the storyline or whatever, but we find out that she was clued in this whole time, that it was pretty, like, she realized yes. how obvious it was that, like, Ryder was doing all of this. Uh, but it's definitely not what's implied here. Right. Because. Yeah. And I, I, I just would rather have Marley's side of the story rather than these two chuckle fucks you know <laughs> yes um so yeah. clane does a duet next they sing i just can't get enough it's very classic clane sort of stuff yes matching microphones chore you know choreographed cheesy choreographed uh, little little moves yeah, yeah. yes um <laughs> and yeah. during this song we get a few conversations we get a Finchel chat where Rachel's like, it's not your fault, Finn. Yes. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, we get a zoom in on a pissed off Tina. Yes. <laughs> sitting at a table by herself. Yep. <laughs> and Artie and Betty have a little chat where Betty tells Artie she doesn't suffer any fools. And then Artie asks her to dance and they do dance. Yes. Then we get a dance interlude with a bunch of different characters all just doing some wacky dancing. This is the only time we see Mike at this wedding, but he is there. I was going to say, isn't there a bit? There's a bit where Sam and Mike are dancing, right? Like, yes, okay. where like Sam has um, mounted like horsey Mike. Yeah, it's yeah, um, it's a good time. Yes, um, it's, it's a fun montage. The song is fine. Yeah, the people who are having the most fun at this wedding, Mike, Sam, and Brittany. Yes, because we don't see any of them really at all. Um. No, they're they're having a good-ass time doing some very aerobic dancing. Yes. And uh, Rachel and Finn dance a little bit at this, but Rachel's heels are obviously very high, so she just sort of like tuts around yes. is how I would describe it. And Finn does his classic like shitty moves that aren't actually dancing, so... Yeah, yeah, there it is. Um, but yeah, so then yeah. afterwards, uh, Tina confronts Kurt about how he treats well, Blaine. First, <laughs> Kurt reminds Blaine again that they're not dating. Right. Even though they did just sing that very, um, I don't know, romantic song or something. And Kurt's like, don't forget, we're not dating. And Blaine's like, whatever you say, darling. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and then goes to get Kurt's punch. Yeah. Then Tina comes up and berates Kurt. Yes. Because that's Tina's move is to like berate people. Well, I was going to say, I feel like after last week, they've really like yeah. made it a turning point in Tina's character that like all she does is just like hit pe- like, like, like verbally assault people. <laughs> yeah. Just yell at people. Yes. Which when you look back, that has sort of been Tina's thing yeah. for a little while. You're right. No, that's actually, yeah. <laughs> it's not just that she's become a diva. It's, it's, She's always been a diva. <laughs> um, yes. Um, yeah. And she, she's upset with how Kurt is treating Blaine. And then Kurt's like, you're obviously in love with him and you need to chill out. You're a hag. Yeah, he calls her a hag, which 
Wolf. And then Tina, like, accidentally reveals that she, quote, vapor-raped Blaine, which I was just like, yes. oh, God. Like, <laughs> those are not, those are not Tina's words. No. Those are Kurt's. Um, yes. Yeah, because she's like, you're not the one who took care of him while he was sick and rubbed vapor wave on his vapor, vapor wave. <laughs> <laughs> what a cure. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that would help me when I'm sick is um some chill ass vapor wave. Uh, no, sh- you're not the one who rub vapor rub on his Bare- exposed, yeah. hairless, muscular, asleep chest. <laughs> yes, which the vet like, I mean, we we talked about that a lot last episode about how it wasn't mm-hmm. great. Um, I mean, we needed to yes, like, but uh, this needs to be discussed. I, I do, but I do kind of like this joke where she like accidentally reveals it, and then she's like, and, and Kurt, and Kurt's <laughs> like, what? And she's like, nothing. I didn't. Nope. Just kidding. Nothing. <laughs> it's it's like so ridiculous because Tina's like, huh? What? And then just runs away. Yes. <laughs> And Kurt yells after her, like, did you just vapor rape my ex-boyfriend? Um, it's great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, so then this transitions into Sue. Um, she has the uh, habanera underneath again, which is great. But she's making a speech about how bullshit Valentine's Day is. Yeah. She does, like, a whole love speech about how the breeders are obnoxious, you know. Yes. yes. Uh, and th- then she... Uh, holds up the bouquet and is like, well, tradition says that the person who catches this is going to get fake married next yeah. or become the next runaway bride or something along those lines. Yep. And then she throws it and Rachel B. Berry catches the bouquet. Yeah. And like Finn. Then oh, we yeah. cut to commercial. Yeah. Finn pointedly notices when she catches it because we're, we're setting up this next scene where he then confronts her about... Um, <laughs> Yeah, about how, like, single girls are the people who line up to catch the bouquet and aren't you living with some hot douchebag in New York? And he also has a prop. It's a flower. Yeah. uh, That he removes petals from playing the She Loves Me, Loves Me Not game. Uh, He has a prolonged flower allegory here about, like, gardening and taking care of a flower and how it dies in the winter time, and then Rachel's like, "What are you getting at here?" <laughs> and well, the best part is Rachel's like, "So you want to be a gardener?" Uh- <laughs> <laughs> and Finn's just like, "I'm just wondering why, if you're living with some guy while you're catching bouquets and making eyes at me, Finn Hudson," and Rachel's like, "Oh, I'm sophi- I'm a sophisticate. Yes, <laughs> I'm." A- I'm- from New York now. Uh, haven't you seen Sex in the City? Ugh. It's like basically a very clouded way of saying that she's in an open relationship, even though those are not terms that the show uses at all. Right. It's just sort of like implied, which is definitely a glee move. Yes. I don't know why they don't just don't use the vocabulary that's like well known yeah. to describe these situations. I-, I mean, maybe they realize that it's really shitty for Finn to like like berate Rachel for being in an open relationship. Like, well, I don't think he's, he's not necessarily berating her. I think he's like sort of confused, uh, by all of it, which is very thin. Yeah. Of him. I don't know. Uh, I feel like there's and- some shame here. I feel like he's trying to be like, well, if you really loved him, like if you were in a monogamous relationship, you wouldn't catch bouquets, <laughs> even though that is what people in relationships do. Like, <laughs> 
Um, yeah. And there's, I, well, there's also, like, a part where he's like, well, you're lying to yourself, Rachel. I know what you want. And she's like, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> well, that's, I, yeah. again, it goes back to that, like, I feel like Finn is a real douchebag. Um, but you're absolutely right that this yeah. is just, like, straight, this is how straight men think you're supposed to, like, seduce women i guess like yeah because he he's like you can't live a guy and live with a guy and still be single rachel and then he finally has like a single lot like a like a line to culminate this entire semi pseudo seduction where uh he's like you can't commit to anyone or to brody because you're still in love with someone else and listen rachel berry we're endgame i i also wrote down we are endgame ew (laughs) Ew. Gross. Um, honestly, I'm not that mad at it. Uh, it's definitely like a nod to fandom using that sort of terminology. And honestly, I don't care enough about <laughs> Rachel's enough. love life. Like, yeah. she could end up with Finn. I don't give a shit. <laughs> See, I, I don't want her to end up with Finn. I want her to do better. I don't know why. Because she probably deserves Finn. Rachel, but like... I want Rachel to end up with Jesse St. James. Well... <laughs> That's my end game. <laughs> my end game is that Rachel realizes that she's actually a free a soul. A lesbian. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and she just lives in a lesbian commune. Yes. Oh, sure. Of course. Yes. She cuts off all her hair and has big plans for New York. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so Finchel are going to finally sing their duet. Because after Finn says this end game line, Rachel's like, uh, so we got to go sing now. Yes. <laughs> That's, that is her response, which is great. Uh, they sing We've Got Tonight. They end up holding hands during it. W- whatever. Yeah. Uh, the the part that I really care about is that Santana and Quinn are like drunk slow dancing. Yes. And it's great. And Quinn is like, I've never slow danced with a girl before. I like it. And it's just like. And Santana's just like, hell yeah. <laughs> Um, cause then this scene transitions into a montage and Maggie, I think might've referred to this earlier in an earlier episode. Yes. But- I called it, I, in my notes, I called it hallway of love. <laughs> cause we're in a single hallway in this hotel and it's a montage of couples singing the song and going into hotel rooms. Um, yes. And so it starts with suggestively, yes, it starts with Finchel and then we get Klein and then Jarley. And then Santana and Quinn, who are obviously drunk off their asses, like falling or yes. down the hallway. Um, and then Betty and Artie. Um, I I sort of like how this scene characterizes all their relationships slightly differently. Yeah. Um, because Finchel are like, I wouldn't say tentative. I'd say boring. Yes. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> and then um, Clayne are just sort of playful and cute. Jarley are... Uh, tentative and shy yes or at least i mean maybe that's just marley's vibe i don't know <laughs> and then like you said quinn and santana are drunk yes. uh, <laughs> and finally Artie and betty are just like hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah um we get a little shot at the end of it where rachel and finn are like looking out into the hallway and then close the door together that has like the with a with a do not disturb sign on it <laughs> just just so stupid um, um yeah. then then they like get naked in front of each other except not really right. um yeah. what happens is that rachel like takes off 
her overdress to reveal the slip underneath and then gets under the covers to get naked the rest of the way. Yes. And then Finn takes off his suit and is in his like undershirt and boxers and then gets into bed. Like Well, he he turns off the light so it's pitch black. Like is this is this straight people sex? They're like so It's so I don't know. It's very puritanical. Like <laughs> where's the hole with where's the sheet with the hole in it you know (laughs) yeah what the hell man this foreplay just sucks um (laughs) it's just like the least sexy thing i've ever seen yeah is all (laughs) i mean i guess it's not supposed to appeal right like i don't know well isn't it like aren't these supposed to be like the isn't this supposed to be the main couple of the show aren't they supposed to be end game aren't i supposed to be like invested you just said you don't give a shit who rachel ends up with like i know but i'm saying that the show is doing a bad job because i feel that way yeah i agree um yes um then we go to clean postcoital yeah uh, yeah. Because we don't get to see any gay shit on screen. That's too much. Well, I mean, we don't um, really see much straight shit on scene either. It, true. Uh, there's really just more like intense moments between people. Yes. Uh, it's it's it is very um, for the sex episode. It's very reserved. Yeah. Is how I would term it. Yeah. Uh, so Blaine is trying to use sex to convince Kurt that they're dating again. Yes. Basically. Um, and Kurt just keeps being like, listen, we're not dating. Uh, we did have sex just now and it was great, but that's not what this is. And Blaine's like, you know, we were together on both of these holidays. We're going to be together for many more. So, you know, suck it up or whatever. Yeah. Blaine's like, I'm a plague on your life. So get over it. Um, <laughs> yeah. And the- that's, that's how you get your high school boyfriend back. Blaine, you got it. Yeah. Um, the, the thing about this scene, like this overall scene is that it has a ton of like weird, like not super weird, but like the transitions in the scene are actually kind of good. Like, because well, this one is bad. This is like the one really bad one. We're like, Kurt. Or, yeah. So Kurt leaves. He's like, I'll see you downstairs. And then Blaine like falls onto the bed, like satisfied, like satisfied. Well, yeah. He's he's like he's like yes, I've done yes. it, and sort of like flings himself back on his bed. But yes. so then it he flings himself back, and it switches to Quinn in slow motion falling back onto a bed as well. Um, Post coital, Sam. Yes. That that was she was um like okay. Like most lesbian sex, she was levitating. Okay, uh, yeah, I was gonna say, is this how <laughs> is this how you orgasm? Um, but um, yeah, she was levitating above the bed, and she slowly fell back down. Obviously, right. Uh, and Santana's on like the opposite corner. Yes, like, super far apart. Yeah, but they are. Uh, I would say that they are both very naked. Like. They they are naked and do and Quinn's hair is a mess. Yes, uh, both of those things are true. And Quinn like reminisces on the sex they just had, being like, "Wow, so that's why girls experiment." Hmm, you know, it isn't for me. And then Santana's like, "Want to have sex again?" And Quinn's like, "Yeah." <laughs> well, that's yeah. So Quinn uh, Quinn is like, eh, "I think for me it's just a one time thing." And Santana's like, "Cool, I." Don't worry, I wasn't gonna show up at your house with a U-Haul. Um, and then she's like, "We can either you can either leave or we can make this a two-time <laughs> thing." And then we don't really get a resolution to that, but it's implied that they do make it a two-time thing, which I'm. Which yes. just shows that Quinn was straight up lying, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's 
Honestly, I don't think Emma and Will's fake wedding is very fun. You know what's more fun than that no. is having sex. Um, <laughs> With Santana, yes. obviously. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe it's just not, for Quinn, it's not really a preference thing. It's just like empirical knowledge that Santana is very hot. Yes. The hottest person on the show. Yes. If you have the chance, right? I mean, why not? Why not? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then we go to Artie and Betty, who are both like, was it good? I don't know. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. The, the, the fun thing is at the end of this transition, like to transition out of this part, they just slide across the room. So it seems like we're in <laughs> yeah. the same hotel room with two, <laughs> with like two, uh, queen size beds, but we're, yeah. Suddenly in Jarley's hotel room where they're sitting on the bed fully clothed. And Marley, we don't get to see the conversation, the tough conversation they obviously just had. Cause that's way too much. Like, I don't know. Compelling. Yes. Um, and uh, Marley, like Jake and Marley are like, are both like, Oh, it's okay that we don't want to have sex right now. Cool. Well, to be um, fair, what, let's call for it. Marley apologizes to Jake for not having sex yeah. with him, which is gross. Like, yeah, it's bad. Um, and then Jake's like, oh, it's fine. Don't worry. I didn't spend money on this hotel room. I just stole the key card. <laughs> well, yeah, and Marley's like, really? And he's like, no. <laughs> but uh, And yeah. uh, then they go back downstairs and dance some more. But in order, like this transition, they get up and walk out of the room and we like stay at the same shot with like the dresser there. And then Rachel just walks into the room from that same place. Like... Yes. Which, I, I mean, I don't know why, but I kind of like all these transitions. Because, like... I like them, too. Yeah. Like, it does add some, like, uh, I don't Smoothness. know. Smoothness. Like... Yeah, brevity to the scene. Yeah. Which is nice. Um, I, and I sort of like the idea... I get that it's movie magic or whatever, but I really like thinking that uh, it is the same shot, and Corey Monteith had to, like... <sighs> And like get under the covers really fast and pretend he was asleep. <laughs> yeah, all the instead of instead of getting hotel rooms individually, they all went in on one hotel room. And this is actually just over time. All of these couples slept in this well, same bed. That's not what I was saying. I was saying more of like the actual physical movement on right. the set. I would think would be really funny, but that's not. I mean, that's not what happened. That's way too like low budget for Glee. <laughs> <laughs> to need to do yeah. probably i don't know maybe they really do only have the one hotel room that they filmed all of these in who knows yeah so uh, rachel kisses finn goodbye is the yeah she bounces while finn is asleep uh yeah yep. so we immediately go to new york because i guess rachel wanted to get a flight back to new york the same night as the wedding for some reason even though or Kurt and Santana didn't, rachel went but yeah rachel went home before Kurt and santana did whatever we're back in bushwick and brody has set up the loft um full valentine's day sort of decorations there's hearts and shit and he's like oh well you know it took me the two days you were gone to do it and uh then when he he and rachel kiss and he's like oh are you did you kiss someone else you're kissing differently (laughs) which which (laughs) is not a thing from what i understand but like i guess well i mean maybe like rachel sort of changes her kissing technique for different partners that's a very rachel sort of move i guess so Um, yeah um and yeah 
Brody's like Brody asks for honesty from Rachel because if they're in this sort of they never they don't even say it they don't say that they're in an open relationship or they're like non-monogamous or whatever he's like you know when we set this up we we you know have to have honesty or something along those lines and it's just like what (laughs) and then he's like so how's Finn and Rachel says Oh, Finn's fine. Don't worry about it. Well, and that's... yeah. See, that's... He's like, be honest with me. And then Rachel tells him about Finn, but not really. Because she's just like, Finn is yeah. fine. He's in Ohio and you're here. Which I guess is meant to imply that she had sex with him. But, like, Brody seems fine with that explanation, I guess. Yeah. Like, it doesn't really seem honest to me. Sort of, um... Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know either. But... Brody, so then she's like, well, what about you, Brody? Did you have sex with anyone else? And Brody's like... And Brody says, no, I was just pining after you, Rachel Berry. And then we get a little interstitial of Brody exiting a hotel room, mysteriously thumbing through a big wad of cash, pocketing it, and then like furtively glancing around and leaving. Yeah, he's definitely a sex worker, right? Like... Yeah, right? Like, that's what this is. <laughs> Which, like, man. Ugh. I mean, no shame. No, no shame just... either. Like, there's no shame in that sort of work if you're, you know, being chill about it and safe. Which I think Brody probably is. Cause yeah. My, uh, my, yeah um... my big issue is that I know Glee is going to do a bad job um, later down mm-hmm. the line. And also, like, there, it's obviously set up so that way it'll, like drive rachel away from him which it's like yeah man that's not good like no need to demonize sex workers for no reason yeah like why i mean i i i would i guess part of it is like he's not being honest with her and like when she finds out she's gonna be upset that he lied to her and it's more about the lying than it is about like the sex workering but like i just don't like it mostly because i like brody more than i like finn so (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah uh so then we go to McKinley for some reason, uh, where Kurt is hanging out with Blaine, I guess, at school. Yeah. Uh, Kurt, Blaine, and Tina are walking down the hallway together so they can have a chat. It is odd that Kurt is here and they don't really address that. And um, Tina expresses her jealousy in general, and like that's why she was being so vitriolic at the wedding. Yep. And then. Uh, Kurt is like apologizes or something for calling her a hag and Blaine grinds his teeth audibly when Kurt says that they're just friends. Yeah, um it's weird cuz they kind of like Kurt doesn't really apologize for calling her a hag. Instead, they kind of turn it into like a weird like reclaiming the term thing. Yeah, he's he's like he's like aren't you glad that I called you a hag? <laughs> and like <laughs> you're you're living a long tradition or something and like that. And then Blaine is like I'm so honored that my first hag was you. And it's like I don't think that's how that works. Like I don't think you can just <laughs> turn it like that cuz that's definitely an insult. Like that's not a nice thing to say to somebody. So Whatever, yeah. whatever. Then they are are all going to go to some gay function together. You know how it yeah. is. The next scene is back in this hallway where it's it's a sort of a continuous shot. Yes. And Marley thanks Ryder for being a Cyrano. Yes. Cyrano with, yes. Uh, because she knew the whole time. And Ryder's like, oh, really? You did? And Marley's like, yeah, Jake's a fool. <laughs> like, I know what's going on here. 
And then Ryder kisses her on the face, lips specifically. Yeah. yeah. Um, he also doesn't know who Cyrano is, which I guess is fine because he's a sophomore. But, like, Glee just likes to make these references. Um, Marley runs away after the kiss, and Ryder gets yeah. a sad boy face on. So Yeah, sad boy face. <laughs> Then uh, we go to the teacher's lounge. Finn grabs Will's cup of coffee and dumps it out in the sink. Yes. Uh, and Will's like, hey, I was drinking that. And Finn's like, it's obviously not waking you up. Which, um, like, what? Like, essentially, Finn just takes this moment to just kind of, like, give Will a yelly pep talk in the teacher's lounge, which is so Yeah, he's weird. like, Glee taught me to never give up. You don't. You shouldn't give up on Emma. Yeah. All he, he also has a line that says... Emma needs her husband, which hmm. I was just like, obviously not, because it wasn't because <laughs> <laughs> she didn't want to get married. To yeah, him, like so. Um, mostly, I think the gist of the scene is that Finn is trying to cement his place as the co-lead club teacher. Um, yeah, there's that, and I think he's also trying to sub- like uh, cement that he's not guilty yes. um, <laughs> yeah. of this problem. Like he's like, it's not my fault. Look, I'm trying to get you two back together. Right. Yeah, so. Okay. A lot of Finn baggage, but whatever. Ugh. So he, so Finn um, beats Will up with this luggage set that is a physical representation of his emotional baggage. Also, he pours out Will's uh, coffee, which is honestly just like such a crime. <laughs> like it's so mean. <laughs> just, like it's obviously not working. He just got left at the altar. Like <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> What a good best friend. <laughs> and the next scene is Betty at McKinley also. Yep. Don't know why she's here, but she uh, comes up to Artie and apologizes for being mean and thanks him for his sexual prowess. Yeah, which um, he he gets her phone number and he's like, I'm going to take you on a date and we're going to go see a movie and, some, and get dinner. And she's like, or we could skip dinner in the movie. And then Artie like cuts in and like weaves this grand like paris vacation because he ends this with uh, a line that says when you're dating Artie abrams anything could happen um which what then takes us <laughs> you, you say something shitty and make me feel bad probably which well it's it's because it transitions into the new directions performing the song anything could happen um yeah it's one of those uh, big free form new direction numbers that we keep having at the end of season four episodes for some reason yes. um my i at first i was like oh these look like very thin outfits because they're just kind of like basic blue but unfortunately there are like layers like scarves and cardigans mm-hmm. and stuff so it's yes. obviously not finn like will is definitely bringing lots of accessories yeah. well finn told them to wear blue on top and then when they got there will was like we need more accessories people more yeah. accessories <laughs> and then uh will is looking through pictures of emma on his phone during the song there's some writer jake marley tension as well yep. As they sing, uh, and then we see Rachel taking a preg- pregnancy test in New York. After She gets out of um, bed where I think uh, Brody Meat Boy is sleeping next to her, and she's like, oh, oh no, I feel rumbling in my tumbling. Well, and, she, she checks uh, her calendar. She yeah. has like a day planner that she's checking, sure. um, and I'm assuming she realizes that like... Period yeah. stuff. But like... When is this happening? Because she just had That's sex with question. Finn, like, 
in in the theory of the show, she had sex with Finn like maybe a day or two ago, right? Yes, so. maybe a day or two ago. Because if if Santana and Kurt aren't back at the apartment, right. But maybe they are. Maybe this is like much later. Much later. But it's during this but, song, and like Will is looking at the pictures is. of Emma, so like it's obvious that it's not much farther in the future. Like, it's it's odd timeline. <laughs> For sure. They just needed to end the episode on something dramatic. Yeah, which, I mean, <laughs> when I watched it with Chris, I was like, this is, like, the most tropey bullshit in TV, which is that, like, a Hell character yeah. has sex with, like, has a, sex with a person one time and they get super pregnant, like, immediately. Yeah, sex with, so- sex with one person one time. Yeah. When she's sort of dating someone else and, oh, no. Yeah. Which, okay. yeah, I'm not surprised Finn doesn't use protection. Um, so that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Well, it is to over. clarify, it is I, I do actually, actually kind of want to give them props for this. Like, the music stops, and then the pregnancy test finishes, and Rachel looks at it, but we don't get to see as the scene, like, moves no. away into darkness. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's kind of a cliffhanger. Okay. She has big plans for New York. <laughs> she does now we're going to do the podcast business anything could happen (laughs) in the podcast business (laughs) but it's a metaphor metaphor. and metaphors metaphors are important gold stars are important important. because Because gold stars stars are a metaphor metaphor for for me being being a star But it's not anything can happen. It, it is three cemented things that we do every week. The first one is gold stars. Yes. Award your gold star, Sam. Do it now. Uh, I picked Quinn for exploring her sexuality. Okay. Um, also, I, I this is a little spoilery, but we just finished season four of Jane the Virgin. Um, and Quinn mm. gives me some heavy Petra vibes, and I love Petra. So Yeah, you just like evil blonde women. That's sort of your <laughs> Maybe, vibe. Maybe, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fine. I mean, like what you like. Uh and Quinn's not horrible in this episode. <laughs> I I much prefer Quinn having sex with Santana Quinn o- over every other Quinn. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Now I need to choose someone. I think I'm gonna choose Santana. Okay. For <laughs> Actually, I'm going to split it between Santana and Sue. <laughs> See, um, I was seriously considering Sue, but the thing is, she did wear a replica of Emma's wedding dress to Emma's wedding, which is, like, which the is most horrible the thing. Most, <laughs> yeah, the most evil thing you could possibly do, which is partly why I'm giving her the star, you know? <laughs> like, it's so evil. Yeah. Um, oh. So, I'm going to split it between uh, Santana and Sue. Special mention for Clayne for being cute. Yeah. Um, for groping in, in a general. Prius. Yeah, for the Prius groping, but also for like all the scenes where Blaine's like, aren't we dating? And Kurt's like, no. <laughs> no, um, of course not. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why would you think that? Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the next thing is best number. Give me them numbers, Maggie. Our options are... You're All I Need to Get By, by the New Direction Boys in the History Classroom. I, I guess Marley also. Getting Married Today from Company, I Just Can't Get Enough, We've Got Tonight, and Anything Could Happen. Man, we, we talked about it a bit at the top of the episode, but like, this episode, last episode had some really good numbers. This episode mm-hmm. does not. Um, it really doesn't. Like, because like, the two songs that are sung at the reception are... I mean, there's so much fucking dialogue on top exactly. of them. Like, it's they're not... obviously filler. Like, they're <laughs> obviously background noise, which is really sad. Like, 
Uh, the background noise and also like I don't know a weird mating dance. Yes, <laughs> the second one. Yeah, I mean the first so, one is also kind of a weird mating dance. Like, yeah. Right. Um, Red tuxes is just showing off your plumage. No, no, I meant I meant the clane duet because they do the cheesy oh, the choreography. Duet also. Yeah. Um, yeah, the cheesy choreography. You're right. Yeah. Uh, then I mean anything could happen. It's so generic. Exactly. That's the other thing. <laughs> like, oh. It's just another one of these, like, new directions running around on stage at the end of the episode. Yeah, with a popular song it, that they could sell on iTunes. It's literally yeah. nothing. Yes. <laughs> um, getting married today is interesting. Yes. I would say it's maybe one of the most visually interesting numbers of the episode. So that's why I'm choosing that Okay. One. Yeah. Um, I picked You're All I Need to Get By, mostly because I think I really like how Marley sings, I guess. Like... Sure. And like we were just talking about, it. it's real slim pickings. Like, I don't know. It's a good song. It's fun. I, I do also like Getting Married Today, but one of the things that's weird about it is like the first time I watched it, I was sitting there like, is this from something or are they just like doing yeah. this? Like, yeah. Yeah. That's sort of how it feels, which I like actually, because yeah. it makes Glee sound like a real, a, a real, a musical, real big boy you know? musical. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, it, it put on its big boy musical pants and did some jumps across the stage. Yes. Now we're going to do the last part of the podcast business, which is slushying the episode. Yes. Um. So this week, I'm going to give this episode one out of five slushies. Um, nice. I hate Finn and I hate Will. Mm-hmm. And while I do love the love fest that does happen, I just... I I don't know. I feel like Finn is just such a shitty person in general. And yeah. like in this episode, he like in 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 the past, like every other time we've had Finn, he's been super like a super sad sack that's down on himself. He's decided to get over that by being and like annoyingly like douchebaggy frat boy. Those are Finn's two mo- <laughs> like modes, Sam. Don't you realize that? Like from the very beginning, Finn is either sad or an asshole. That's like his two things. Yeah. Which makes sense because he's a teenage boy. Yeah. Those are the two modes. Well, and I was going to say that is the reason why I picked Quinn as the gold star is because she has the line where she says all men are pigs. Um <laughs> nice. she's right. Um yeah. Oh yeah, she broke up with her professor. Uh, Psychology with the professor, yeah. Man, um, if you were wondering that, well, listener. they don't actually say it in the show, but it's very heavily implied. So it's, it's implied yeah. because, like, she's like, "Oh, all men suck," and Santana's like, "Even your professor," and she's like, "Especially him." Well, and <laughs> something like well, that. What's great is later. Um, there's some joke where it's like, like Santana's really into young girls, and she's heard that the professors at Quinn's school are also that. Um, which is yeah. Not- Nice. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, in general, like, there's a lot of fun stuff. There's some weird stuff. There's some garbage people. I'm giving it one out of five slushies. I'm giving it um half slushy. Nice. Because what like there's been a lot of horrible setup to get us to this point. Yes. Um, you know, like Rachel being with Brody, the kiss that is shared between, well, not really shared the um assault right. that Finn did on yep. Emma and uh you know Will's general terribleness it has all led up to this point and I think the episode itself deals with all those plot lines um in a less horrible way than how they started which yeah. I like 
and uh, the the songs aren't great, uh, but they're also not like horrible. There's sure. nothing that's really bad. Yeah. Um, I also really like all the gay shit that happens. I'm about it. Cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think. I think in general, like, yeah, I, this is definitely a, one thing I um, would say is that the Betty Artie stuff is, uh, like, why is it here? What is it even? Yeah, know? yeah. I I think in general, like, I think I can agree that this episode is definitely better than a lot of things that have been leading up to this episode, and it does tie up a lot of those plot lines, but it also staples on like the like Jarly stuff and the Betty Artie yeah. stuff. And it's just like, I mean, I guess you needed more people in those hotel rooms to kind of fill out that, like you wanted to do all those fun transitions and like, you need more couples. I think the but... Jarly stuff would be a lot more compelling if like Marley admitted earlier that she knew that Ryder was behind it all. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Some like dramatic irony there would have um, added, I don't know. Well, a compelling nature to this story. They, they did have um, a little moment bef- right before the hotel rooms um, where they're dancing and like Jake pre- presents her with the heart necklace and like they hug and they're like, like turning because they're like starting to slow dance and Marley like waves at Ryder over Jake's shoulder, which I guess yeah. might have been supposed to be a hint that she knew, but like, yeah. Overall, this plotline is boring to me because it's like Marley should just date both of them. It's fine. Well, and that's yeah. Uh, I, I I think part of it is it. I I think you brought it up earlier, and I think what the big issue for me is is that it's from Jake's perspective. Like, if we had yeah. had Marley's perspective, it probably would have been better. It probably would have been a better storyline. Like, <laughs> just amazing, yeah. right? Amazing. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. It's nice to see all the Glee kids back together. I like it when they do that, even though the show like criticizes itself every time it does yeah. it. So yeah, and Puck Puck fine. had one line and a face during the "Getting Married Today" song. Yes, so. he says "Amen" <laughs> really quickly with a face turn. I love yeah. it. Uh, and let's get to the the last bit of this episode, yeah. which is to sign off. We yes have places where you can contact us if you had thoughts that you'd like to share hit us up on twitter at snm or share your long form thoughts with us at snm at gmail.com we love getting those emails it's awesome jamie greenwood also texted me this week to confirm that kitty is indeed a chaos goddess thank you jamie thanks yes for that. Um, yeah, and you can also support us on Patreon if you feel so compelled. Uh, it's patreon.com slash snmhakely. Um, we have some extra little bonus stuff, um, and also all of our donations, well, the vast majority of our donations get pushed towards charity. Uh, we're currently supporting the Trans Law Center due to the terrible, terrible world that we live in. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, it just... It's really bad. So. All right. Uh, well, my coffee's kicking in, uh, so we really have to end this. Okay. And. Yeah. So next week, we'll uh, be back with season four, episode 15, Girls and Boys on Film. Uh, Ooh, which interesting. Begs the question, what other Duran Duran song that is popular have they not done yet besides that one? I guess we'll find out. <laughs> um, maybe they're gonna. I would go for a reprise with the Cooper with Cooper and Blaine singing the Duran Duran mashup a second time. I wouldn't be mad at that. Well, we'll find out next week. Uh, but until then, I've been Sam and I've been Maggie, and we hate Glee. From the top. <laughs>